You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. Welcome back to Thunderquack Perfect 10. I am your host, Michael Cohen. Every episode, we dive deep with a special guest into a piece of pop culture they adore. Is it a 10 out of 10? Maybe. But to them, it's an undeniable masterpiece. So sit back, get comfy, and let's find some joy talking Marvel's Spider-Man with the illustrious Joe Hogan. <laughs> I, Joe, welcome back once again. I mean, like, at this point, you're you're like... Between you and Missy, like you guys are, are my pretty standard <laughs> co-hosts for Perfect Ten. Um, because you just always, worse. yeah, you're always you're always game for for a good combo <laughs> about about some fun stuff. So, um, yeah, so you're back, and and I hope that everybody's okay with that. I mean, like it hasn't been that long since we talked about Final Fantasy sixteen, um, but uh, but here we are. We listen. We're we are we are now post, uh, strikes. And mm-hmm. so we can talk about whatever we want, but we are going to still talk about a video game um, right now because I think I think you and I just like we we both finished Marvel's Spider Man two on the PS five, and it was like listen, I very similar to our experience I think with Final Fantasy sixteen. We've been so spoiled this year. Um, we really have. It was just like this is an instant entry, right? Like uh, along with the other two games in this in this franchise so far um and the DLC for the first Spider-Man um it's like i don't know i for me i just i was like let, we should talk about this i want to talk about the game like Spider-Man 2 i want to talk about the original one and and Miles Morales but i just want to talk about like how Insomniac has perfectly distilled what it is to tell a Spider-Man story. So, so I just, I, I thought, I thought who better than, uh, than you to, to break this down with. So I, uh, yeah. And anything you want to say before I, before I jump into the, 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 the intro description of Marvel Spider-Man. Yeah. I mean, I guess I'm just going to cut you off really quickly before yeah. you bring it up because you always bring up the, like the really meaty good stuff. And then I, usually feel like a student <laughs> standing there like yeah, yeah. um but the, the, i mean really i think you'll agree with me the most important detail that these games included all three of them is the inclusion of the ghostbusters firehouse uh, on the map <laughs> just just yeah just throwing that out there yeah just absolutely so, you know. absolutely <laughs> uh, facing the wrong direction and the map is not quite perfect but i appreciate that the effort is made I appreciate that it's there, and I appreciate that there is a graffiti ghost on the back wall of yeah. the the firehouse. Good you know what's you know what's so funny about it is that um, so Sony currently owns the Ghostbusters, right? Right. Like, they could have the logo if they wanted. Like, yeah, like, it, the the it it must be a Marvel Disney block. Right. Like they sure. must be like, no, you can't put that in there. Like yeah. I, like I am sure that they went to the extent that they went to, and it got as far as it did. 
Um, and then they were like, okay, we just got to get, we've got like, we can, Sony has signed off on the Ghostbusters being in like, like having like the Ghostbusters firehouse in the game. Um, mm. We just need to get Disney and Marvel to approve it. And Disney is probably like, no, we're not, we're not signing <laughs> off on not. one of our only <laughs> franchise competitors. Right? right. Like, cause, cause Ghostbusters, I think is one of the very few things like it's I, no different than Ninja Turtles, right? Like, like if the if the Ninja Turtles wanted to to Ninja Turtles will cross over with DC, they'll cross over with the Ghostbusters, they'll cross over with the Power Rangers. But man, will the Ninja Turtles ever cross over with Marvel? No, Disney would never allow it because the Ninja Turtles are like a main competitor with sure. Marvel Comics and Star Wars and all of that for for the hearts and minds of boys aged eighteen to thirteen, right? <laughs> so. Sorry, eight to thirteen. Um, so yeah, like it's it, yeah. I I I think that that's the only thing that stops it from being like full on legit, um, uh, which would have been even better. But uh, but yeah, it is in all it is in all three of the games. Um, Fun fact though, I I actually meant to go back and and check in the other games, but I noticed in this playthrough of Spider Man Two that where the location of Dana Barrett's Spook Central building should yeah. be. There's actually a very, very large building. It's not accurate to the film or real life, um, but there is a very large building made out of uh, assets that make the firehouse. So mm. like the, the the brick large windows, there's yeah. just this huge building made out of the firehouse textures, and it's really funny. So I don't know if it's on purpose, but it's like, oh, this feels deliberate. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure it is. Um <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Let let's 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 get into it. Yes. Let's yes. let's do yeah. the our, our description. So for those who don't know, what is Marvel's Spider Man? Web slingers and true believers. Today we're donning the iconic red and blue spandex as we dive into the spectacular world of not one but three incredible video game masterpieces: Marvel's Spider Man, Marvel's Spider Man Miles Morales, and Marvel's Spider Man Two. Yes, for legal reasons, we have to say Marvel's Spider Man <laughs> at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> from the breathtaking skyline of New York City to the pulse-pounding action of swinging between skyscrapers, these games redefine what it means to be a superhero. Join us as we explore the thrilling narrative, the jaw-dropping graphics, and the sheer joy of swinging through the city like the wall crawler himself. So whether you've played the games or watched your favorite streamer playthrough, get ready for a webtastic adventure as we embark on a perfect 10 journey through Marvel's Spider-Man video game universe. Uh, soon to be Marvel's Spider-Man and Wolverine <laughs> video game universe. Oh, we'll talk man. about that. We'll talk about that at the end. Um, these video games are sheer perfection like like this is the thing <laughs> i i now i'm i know that single player games aren't for everyone but i think uh if you're listening to perfect 10 if you've been following me on podcasting for any amount of time i think you'll have similar sensibilities but i i in terms of single player narrative story driven action adventure it honestly i just i don't think it gets better than these games uh, the, like there are there are very few other franchises going right now that i think come this close um and and i mean like we could talk about zelda we already have talked about ocarina of time um breath of the wild and tears of the kingdom are obviously masterpieces in their own right but um but the thing that they lack that that i think this game does really well is 
the that narrative part of it right like the like the zelda games have awesome stories but they're awesome stories that you kind of have to like you you seek it out and you uncover little pieces of it and and especially with those two that i just mentioned they're very fractured um and it's sort of like by the time that you've played the whole game you have a picture of the whole thing but you can actually end up getting the story in a non-linear manner with both of those so to me it's like i love that about those games but at the same time um it's not as cohesive or like like sort of um uh, cinematic as I would want it to be. On the flip side, you've got games like The Last of Us or Uncharted or Ghost of Tsushima uh, that have these incredible, incredible narratives. But then, like especially with the Uncharted games and and Last of Us, Tsushima is a little bit a little bit closer to Spider Man, I think, because it's it's open world as well, and and you're kind of in a little bit more control of the world. But with with Uncharted and Last of Us, which I would put at the top of narrative, right? Um, a lot of the time you're just being funneled down a golden path, right? Like there's a little right. bit of exploration Very in Last linear. of Us too, yeah. but but um and and a little bit in Uncharted Four, but but for the most part, it's like okay, you're going down, you're kind of going down these these set paths. Final Fantasy Sixteen was very much like that as well, which some people will call an RPG, and I think that we were pretty clear that it's like it's much more of an action adventure yeah. game than yeah, it is an RPG, sure. a true RPG. But um, but yeah, but Marvel's Spider Man from the get go with the first one on the PS4 really really went to great lengths to make sure that you had the best of sort of all three aspects you had an incredible story one of the best spider-man stories full stop um across all three of these games and the dlc the city that never sleeps right and then you've got um an incredible open world full of exploration and side quests and a million things to do um and then on top of that, you've also just got like like moment to moment gameplay that is so satisfying, that is so much fun to dive back into that even when you go back to Miles Morales, you go back to Spider-Man 2 um, and nothing has really changed that much. There are there are tweaks and modifications as you go through, um, but much like the Arkham games, which which I would sort of put as the precursor to these ones, I like that that moment to moment gameplay is just so so solid and fun um so for me like i i look at at marvel spider-man as a franchise as a whole all of these entries that we've gotten so far and i just like for me like this is what video gaming is like it's this is the peak of what i want <laughs> right like um all of those all of the franchises that i've mentioned uh, in in this in this opening are all franchises that i adore right and that if you took anything and you went oh we're gonna do a similar thing they took star wars they did a similar thing with the jedi games right um and and like like that's like that's what i'm looking for when i boot up my playstation or my switch um and i i i i don't have an xbox because i don't know why i would waste my money on it any of the good games are on the other shots fired (laughs) yeah i just have to always needle the xbox uh, fans out there i know that there are a couple listening to this one one Both one will be a host on the next episode so i <laughs> I hope that she listens to this before. oh good um but i yeah i i, I like th- this is exactly one thousand percent and yes that is hyperbolic it is one thousand percent 
what I'm looking for when I play video games. Uh, Joe, how, what like what's your sort of overall feeling on the on the Marvel Spider-Man franchise? Yeah, I mean, obviously, I'm in, <laughs> in total agreement with you uh, in that regard. I also really love um, how satisfying it is to progress in the game. Like the gameplay is mm-hmm. amazing, the the narrative is amazing, but like, man. I was getting that dopamine hit every time I found out there was a new costume I unlocked and I could go get that. And I was always excited to see what the new thing was and and what new missions were going to unlock. And it was just, I, it's also one of those games that, you know, open world games for me nowadays feel kind of exhausting unless Mm. there's a reason for it, if that makes sense. Yeah. I feel like so many games over the last few years have been open world. And because of that, a lot of the, the, the stuff that's just kind of packed into it can feel like a little padded. Um, it, not, not by default, but like in general, when I hear a game is open world where I used to be very excited. Now I'm just kind of like, okay, is, yeah. is this, is this going to feel empty or is this going to feel like fun to diverse? But like Spider-Man through Spider-Man two, have just been games that like not only is there a ton to do there's a ton to see but it's just fun to traverse like web slinging is so much fun yeah and now in spider-man 2 web gliding is so much new york city and even you know queens and brooklyn where the buildings aren't as tall is so fun to get around but I can't tell you how many times that I would just take a break from the action just to kind of swing around and look at the environment and yep. like, Oh, I've never seen that before. Oh, let me explore, you know, Brooklyn. Let's see, you know, I, cause like I live here, I'm a native New Yorker, so I'm very familiar with uh, the five boroughs. So for me, it's fun to go around and see kind of how close they got it. And they've gotten it pretty close, man. Even though Staten Island isn't in the game, the Staten Island ferry is on the water and it's the right color and it's going in the right direction. So I'm just like little things like that, (laughs) that, that just kind of help the immersion. I I can't help, but always appreciate that the attention to detail in these games goes beyond making the game fun and making the narrative strong. So I, I, I can't say enough good things about these games in general, you know? Yeah, one of one of my favorite things I uh, when when people talk about you know the accuracy of New York and everything is when they when they sort of come to the realization that the Statue of Liberty is actually very small by, yeah. by comparison to the rest yep. of Manhattan and not right? that close. I mean, it's yeah. close, but not that close. Yeah, because um, you know, like we see it in a movie like X Men or uh, uh, yeah. Spider Man No Way Home. Uh, no, uh, yeah, No Way Home. No way home's the last one, right? Yeah, correct. I, I, and it's like okay, we've got superheroes fighting on the Statue of Liberty, right? And then, and then you see it like you've been swinging around and you've climbed up Avengers Tower <laughs> or Oscorp Tower or whatever. Like there are these massive, massive buildings that stretch so high into the sky, and then you, you're sort of like I, especially in especially in Spider Man Two, because because you're kind you can kind of go between. Um, you can actually cross bridges in this game. <laughs> um, you 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 kind of look and you're and it's like, wh- wait, where is where is the the, the Statue of Liberty? <laughs> and you, it takes a second to find it because it's actually so so small by comparison. But um, 
but they, they but changed. You can't get to it, so which is still kind of a bummer. But in uh, in the Cloverfield film, when yeah. when the Cloverfield monster throws the head, apparently in the original trailer, people complained because they're like, "Why is the Statue of Liberty's head so small?" So they made it bigger in the film. Just to, yeah, like yeah. I, um. I oh but like like the dinosaurs in Jurassic Park right where it's like <laughs> like is this what it's really like no no but we had to make them look this way otherwise people wouldn't care right like <laughs> yeah that's so funny um yeah let's let's get in let's get into the story of these games yeah, um so from here on out I just wanna I just wanna let people know because I know not everybody has access to a PlayStation a, a Sony console uh, I guess I guess. Spider-Man's on PC as well, right? Yes. Um, uh, and maybe Miles Morales as well. And, and Spider-Man 2 will come to PC at some point as well. But um, I know I know not everybody has access to these games and, the, and to these stories, which is kind of like, to me, it's the fatal flaw of them is that is that they are so exclusive to, to Sony. There's a reason for that because Sony is so so closely tied with Spider-Man. But, um, but we are going to get into full spoilers. So if... If you want to experience these stories for yourself, um, I I would say to you know sort of uh, hold off on this one and go and go enjoy them. We're going to talk about all three games and the the DLC for for the first game um, as we discuss this. Like nothing's going to be off off uh, uh, off topic, I guess. Like we're we're just we're going to get into all of it, um, and then at the end we're going to speculate about what the next game will be as well as um, as Wolverine, which which is. Uh, as far as we know, I think in the shared universe. So, um, so. oh man, but yeah, but it's going to be full spoilers. So if if you haven't enjoyed the story of these games yet, um, uh, I would I would say go do it. Whether you can go play the game or or literally like there are playthroughs, um, I wouldn't just do a summary because I don't think you're going to get the impact in one of the summary videos that you would get by watching somebody do a playthrough. Um, but uh, yeah, uh, we're we're going to get into it. Um, this is one of those things where I'm like, man, I really wish that I had the time to do like full, like sort of story playthroughs of games like this for people Mm. so that, so that I could point people to that. But it's just not something that I've got the time for when I'm playing through these games. A lot of the time it's like, it's very interrupted and like, I got to play for 15 minutes and then jump off and (laughs) that sort of thing. But uh, maybe one day. Um, okay, let's, let's get into it. Let's get into the story of the first game. I, so it's funny. I, I watched a summary video this morning in preparation for this. Cause it's been a little while since I've done a full playthrough of, of the first game. Um, and I've only done two playthroughs. I think of miles Morales. Um, I, and I, and, and I've only had the opportunity to play through the, the second game once, but it, mm. that's still very fresh. So I didn't do a, I didn't watch a summary video of that, but, um, but in watching the summary of the first game, it was really funny how much of the Martin Lee story I had actually sort of like glossed over in my head. It was, there was sort of like the high points of it of like, okay, I know that he's like, he's, he's, he's like the financial backer for feast. Um, he's, I, uh, he's responsible for Jefferson, uh, uh, for miles's Davis, yeah. father's death. Right. Um, and, uh, and, 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 and he fights, like so he fights Spider-Man throughout the game, but I forgot how much he was like integral to the Doc Ock part of it. Cause I just, I come away from that game. So focused on the Doc Ock stuff because I think it was so oh, yeah. strong. Yeah. 
that I forget about how much of the game is actually spent tracking Lee and 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 going down that road because I just I just think about all of the Doc Ock stuff, but but obviously like the Martin Lee stuff that is tied into Oscorp. The, this is what's so great about the story, right? It this game actually does what the amazing Spider-Man movies tried to do so hard. Um, and I think because by virtue of the fact that it gets to play with it a little bit more, like you're, you have a lot longer to, to explore these things. Um, they're able to do it more effectively than those movies did over those two films, but it does the same thing where it's like all roads lead back to Oscorp. In fact, it's never, I don't think it's ever fully stated in the game, but it is very heavily implied, especially through Miles's origin story that the spider that made Peter Spider-Man came from Oscorp, right? Like, right. I, yeah. I think there might even be like a, a an entry in, in one of the collectibles or whatever that's like, that it was an Oscorp, exp- like it was an Oscorp demonstration that he was at, that the radioactive spider came from, right? Um but uh, yeah, like so all roads lead back to Oscorp, um, which is great because they're really building towards the Green Goblin as as one of the main villains, which we'll mm-hmm. talk about. But um, I but it's but they did it in a way that like, although everything is connected through Oscorp, not everything is. Is Oscorp, right? So. Oscorp gave Lee his powers with through an experiment, but they now have nothing to do with with what Martin Lee is doing, right? right. So it's like that's separate. Um uh Octavius is like doing his own thing, but then Osborne comes in and shuts it down effectively right. as the mayor. Right. So like you get that connection there. Um, and yeah, like it just, I, I, and then, and then obviously when we get into the later games, they, um, does, I don't remember, does, does law enforcement or does Oscorp seize his research? Um, I think it's so somebody does. I don't remember. It's Oscorp. It's Oscorp okay. because he like defaults on something or okay. whatever. Right. Um, like, cause they don't have any money. Uh, Yeah. Cause then it's like, like, that's why, that's why, uh, Otto and Martin Lee team up. Right. Right. And then we get, we get the great sinister six, uh, sort of remix, um, uh, with Martin Lee in there. Um, and, and the reveal, like sort of at the end of that first sinister six sequence with the, the, the prison breakout that, Mm. that Dr. Octopus is, uh, I, you know, I hesitate to even call him Doc Ock because, like he, I don't know that we really ever call him Doc Ock in the game, right? Like he, he's he's Otto because yeah. he's so humanized. I mean, they yeah. took what Spider Man Two did with that character and they just cranked it, like like they just they just kept turning the knob like three times around, right? Like it, eleven is an understatement on how well they did the Otto Octavius storyline. Um, I, I've never read superior Spider-Man, which I know is a cardinal sin because everybody yeah, seems to praise it. Like it is one of the best Spider-Man storylines of all what time. Everybody says and I know yeah. I have to read it, but like, I, I think this is my favorite characterization of Otto period. Yeah. But I also know that because I have not read that, maybe that would change when I do read superior Spider-Man. No. Know. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. This version of Otto in this game 
owes so much to Dan Slott, who we have to give the shout oh, out cool. to, because Dan Slott does not get the credit that he deserves for the last really like almost, man, like 15, 20 years of Spider-Man. Modern Spider-Man owes everything to Dan Slott. That is not an understatement. Like, Superior Spider-Man, Spider-Verse, so much. Basically, anything great post-Civil War is Dan Slott. And... Mm -hmm. Um, and it's all getting adapted. It's all getting like like pulled into stuff. Like so many of the things that are that that inform um, all of these newer Spider-Man stories. Uh, even even some of the spin-off stuff, like this Madam Web movie that's coming out, is like they they owe not even a lot, not even so much. They owe everything to Dan Slott, and the fact that he is not credited in the Spider-Verse movies. He's a special thanks in, in the Spider-Verse movies. His name should be up front, right? It's, <laughs> it is it is written by whoever wrote it. I don't know who, I can't remember who wrote the Spider-Verse movies, but it is like written by, and then underneath it, it should say based on a story, based on stories by Dan Slott, like based on the comic books by Dan Slott. Like Spider-Verse is, 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 I mean, he would be the first to admit that like he wrote that in a, in a team, right? Cause, cause there are multiple books in all, in both of the Spider-Verse um, comic events. Right. But that core idea of Spider-Verse springs out of superior Spider-Man. And, and so they owe so much to, to him. Um, and this game, this game, I think owes a lot to him as well, because it's not just about, specific story or plot or characterization there is a style that dan slot brought to spider-man post civil war like post brand new day that i think has become the the modern sort of tone for the character um mm. in a way that like i would say that like the 90s spider-man cartoon series really set the tone for that era um, in amongst, you know, the clone saga and, and, and the video games and everything. And then what would become the Sam Raimi movies. I, I like that, that sort of like, I think that era starting with Todd McFarlane and ending with the, the Raimi movies, um, is, is all so informed by the Spider-Man animated series. Right. Um, that really like sort of becomes the overarching tone of, of Spider-Man. Um, and then before that is, is like, you know, like a, a sort of Spidey and his amazing friends sort of thing or Spider-Man sure, and his yeah. amazing friends sort of tone. And then before that is like the 1960s cartoon show in the comics. Right. I like he's a kind of, Spider-Man has kind of had those 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 chunks. And every once in a while you get a piece that like sort of draws from one or the other. Like um, Spider-Man Loves Mary Jane, which is one of my favorite Spider-Man comic series. I uh, really, really draws on that that um 70s and 80s era of like spider-man teen romance type stuff it was um, like early 2000s right yeah uh, spider-man loves mary jane yeah, yeah. it's like it's yeah, like yeah it's it's firmly in the oc smallville era yeah um and it's very much it is spider-man smallville like it's it that's exactly yeah what it was fun was i remember why. liking it yeah yeah um but yeah but but anything anything sort of in this there's a weird gap, I think, 
with with the amazing spider-man with that era uh like sort of in the public eye of like them not really knowing what to do with the character but then i think so much of what of what the characterization has been in the uh in the mcu is is even though age-wise they're completely different because dan slot's spider-man has been an adult the whole time um that like even 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 uh i the 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 mcu spidey has been like tonally very informed by that um ultimate spider-man i think also plays a big part so i shouldn't i shouldn't put it all on dan slot because i do think that the writers who did uh uh, ultimate so like uh, who do we have in there we've got like bendis right I think was one of the was one of the main ones on that. And obviously like when we get into Miles Morales and stuff like that, that's 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 a lot of those that ultimate Spider-Man stuff as well. But like you kind of put those two things together. Um honestly, you put those two things together and that's how you get the story of these games. Uh you like like bringing Spider-Man into the modern era is something that Ultimate did, right? They did it really well. But then Dan Slott's writing on Spider-Man, like like Dan Slott wrote, p- writes Peter Parker as an actual adult, mm-hmm. right? Um, I, but maintains the important aspects of Peter as a person. Um, but I, but to me, it's like, and that's what Superior ends up being all about. Oh, such a wild tangent with with Superior, but. <laughs> That's which it should be its own perfect ten at some point. I, I maybe once you've read Superior, we can come back into it. Okay, cool. But I, I, the whole when I heard they were doing Superior Spider Man, I was like, this is the dumbest idea ever. Doc Ock transfers his mind into the body of Peter Parker, and and becomes Spider Man, and Peter Parker's dead, right? For all intents and purposes, like I was like, that's such a stupid idea, and then. I don't know what it was that got me to start reading it, but I start started reading it. And um, the whole point is that, is that seeing Doc Ock try to be Spider-Man and he's got access to Peter's memories and stuff. Um, so he starts to be influenced by the experiences of Peter Parker and by the people who influenced Pete. And 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 that starts to inform him becoming spider-man right i mm-hmm. uh, and uh that that whole aspect of it it's just like it's such a it's like a breakdown of what makes spider-man spider-man so i'm really really hoping we're kind of jumping around now because i'm really hoping <laughs> that the next installment if it were up to me We'll get there because we'll talk about the other games. But if it were up to me, the next installment would be a, a small game like Miles Morales that is Superior Spider-Man. Wow. Um, and cool. you would you would just like especially the way that that Spider-Man Two ends is that like I I would have that be like that's Otto's big plan, and then when that fails, um, then Norman becomes the Green Goblin, right? Um, like like takes it to the next step to get revenge mm-hmm. on Spider-Man. But I, I, yeah, like, like it just, it is such a, it's an examination of that character, which is why I say that like without superior, I don't think that we get auto as fully fleshed out and real as we do in this game. Let's bring mm-hmm. it back into Marvel Spider-Man. Um, but it also by juxtaposition, it, sh- it throws 
who Spider-Man is as a character into such sharp relief. And and Superior happened right in the lead up to Spider-Verse, right? Like that, like it's Superior, Spider-Verse, and then Parker Industries. That's sort of like the, 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 which Parker Industries is one of my favorite Spider-Man stories as well. But, um, it like, like that sort of the way it plays out in the comics. Um, and, and so like the Spider-Verse movies, these video games, really having such a tight handle on who Peter Parker is in a way that I feel like as much as I love homecoming and far from home didn't quite nail, but then all of a sudden no way home really gets it. Mm. Like no way home really gets it in the whole, like (laughs) we don't kill like that. Spider-Man doesn't kill his villains. And when, when I, I, when MCU Peter realizes that all of these, these, villains go back to their worlds to die basically he's like oh well that doesn't stand like i i i I have to correct this right um that peter is so firmly in this peter that when we get to the devil's breath stuff and then aunt may gets infected and then he has to make the choice at the end of the game um i mean like i just brutal scene i don't think there's a better Peter Parker moment in all of Spider-Man. I am not being hyperbolic in my experience. And I am a diehard hardcore Spider-Man fan. I haven't read every comic. I haven't experienced absolutely everything, but I mean, like I have a very, very deep knowledge of this character and a wide breadth of experience with him. For me, that moment in that, like with her in the bed and like, take off your mask. I've known for a while. Mm. I didn't want you to worry. I did worry, like all of that. And then him being like, I don't know what to do, which is the core. Like that is to me really like the core of Spider-Man is that, is that this is the Parker luck, right? Is that he is always, he is always stuck between the rock and the hard place. And Aunt May says to him yeah you do like yes you do know what to do that's actually that actually is the core of the problem is that spider-man does know what to do peter does know what to do because he was raised by these two incredible people and that's why he's spider-man it's it's, it's exactly the same and i really hope that james gunn gets this when he you know i mean he's written his superman movie and they're gonna start filming it soon but I really hope that he gets this. That is what makes Superman Superman. It is not a spider bite. It's not coming from Krypton. That's not what makes them heroes, right? Those are just powers. Villains can have those powers too. We see that constantly. That's actually kind of the point of the villains in both of those universes, right? Um, Like, but especially with Spider-Man, so many of them get their powers the same way that Spider-Man gets his. And it always comes back to, with great power comes great responsibility, right? Like, like Mm -hmm. that, like that is the core of it. So he does always know what to do and he gets so close. He gets the vial right up to the, to the IV and he's about to stick it in, but he can't do it because he knows that if he does it, he can't he won't be able to live with himself because like he'll he would be letting down the two people that made him the man that he is right like so i i 
every single time I have ever experienced that scene. I have cried, including this morning, <laughs> including like right now, as I'm talking about it, there are tears welling up in my eyes because it is. Um, Spider-Man is an important character, I think, in pop culture. But but like, I'm sure, Joe, you you share a very similar feeling because we tend to agree on this stuff very strongly. <laughs> Spider-Man is important to me because as I live my life and I have to make decisions I literally like live these moments in my head and go like, like, like what would Spider-Man do? What would Superman do? What would Obi-Wan yeah, Kenobi do? Right. Like that's the, these are the ways that I make decisions in my life. Um, I think actually it's so funny because like, I'm a huge nerd, but the rest of my family really isn't that, that <laughs> big into this stuff. My dad was, but not as much as me. I am because my dad introduced me to this stuff but there will be moments in my family where people are making decisions. And I will say to Crystal's like, I don't understand how I come from the same family as yeah. these people. <laughs> like when people are like fighting or like being petty about stuff or, you know, regular mm -hmm. family stuff. Um, <clears throat> and then, and then Crystal will often say, well, you were like, we've talked about it so many times that she's like, she totally gets it. That's like, you weren't raised because I'm the youngest, right? So it's like, you weren't raised by your parents as much as you were raised by the TV and comic books that they put in front of you. Because it was like, oh, we got to go to a baseball tournament for Anthony. We got to go to a hockey tournament for Anthony. We got to do Special Olympic stuff for Chris. Like, like I was just dragged along to this stuff. And so it was like, yeah. okay, well, we're going to stop at the grocery store on the way. And I would walk over to the comic spinner and be like, can I get this? And they'd be like, yes fine yes if it'll keep you out of our hair for the next four hours yes get get two comic books right uh, whatever um and so like like my morality my my moral compass literally comes from spider-man and star wars and superman and the ninja turtles and all of that stuff so um, add that with with the ADHD. I have a very strong sense of justice as a result, <laughs> but but thankfully a, a pretty a pretty solid moral code to fall back on. Um, but like Spider Man, I end up beating myself up a lot because you know it's hard. To, it is hard to make the right decision, and so moments like that. I mean, like there's one, there is one in each of these games, <laughs> but that first one with with Aunt May is just it is so heart-wrenching i don't think i don't think it will ever not be emotional for me to 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 watch it play it to think about it it's it's so well done and that's where i go like like that's why i can say pretty firmly i think this is the best spider-man story that exists it just it takes so much of what works for everything else and distills it like purely into a Spider-Man story. Um, mm. I, ha I have such a hard time finding fault with it. Like, like there are some things that are like, okay, that's very video gamey. Um, but, um, and they, yeah, they kind of turn MJ into Lois Lane a little bit, which, which I don't hate because I am a huge Superman fan as well. So, so the crossover of those two worlds is okay for me. Um, and it works for who she is in this world in relation to Pete. But um, 
I think that's I think that's kind of by virtue of the fact that there haven't been that many strong characterizations of MJ over the years. I think that I think that most of the time her characterization is pretty weak. Um, that's not to say that there aren't. There are some really great MJ stories in the comics throughout the years. But I think that what we're used to in pop culture, the majority of our interaction with that character um, comes from the movies or cartoon series. And and most of those are pretty much like she's Spider-Man's girlfriend. Mm. Um, so that to me is, is one of those places where it's like, okay, yeah, okay, give her something to do so that she can be in on the action, in on the the the, the gameplay. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, the other thing that I would love for them to do is to do a game that is just all MJ, like just the oh, whole man. thing is MJ, just because I, I know how, how well much, so. <laughs> I know how much it would piss off the fanboys, but, uh, <laughs> but I just, I just talked forever about the story of these games overall, I think, but, um, but mostly one, what's well, I your, I, I have a question yeah, go for, for you. Um, okay. So regarding that MJ stuff, I'm sure anyone who's followed, these games especially mm. that first one it, it, there's no secret that there are those mj kind of stealth levels and a lot yeah. of people took issue with that because their argument was and I, you know i understand where they're coming from where you know you buy a spider-man game to be spider-man you don't want to be normal person because if you want to be normal person you could just go outside right yeah. <laughs> like you can you're a normal person in your everyday life you want that um, you know, you want that, those superheroes, you want those powers, you want that, you know, unique spin on what it's like to be someone, uh, you know, quote unquote, greater than what you are. Right. So I also understand the, um, the choice behind that where, okay, yeah. well, we want to give MJ to do something. The best way to kind of move the story along is to play as her and those, you know, they served a purpose. I agree that they served a purpose. I don't have a problem if they were in it, but I do. I was in the camp of people that was just kind of like, Oh, I don't really want, I want to be Spider-Man right now. I don't want to do this. I, I yeah. would rather be Spider-Man. And it, it, it was one of those things where if you continued the story, you wouldn't know until you were already doing it. Like you start the mission and now you're MJ. So it's not like you can be like, Oh, well I want to do these other things. And I'll, then I'll go do that MJ mission. Um, Cause you know, there was no like indicator or anything like that. Yeah. So that said, in Spider-Man 2, uh, the few MJ missions were, I would argue, even though still stealth, a little bit more action-packed. And we're not yeah. so much about uh, avoiding bad guys, but taking down bad guys in a different way. Yeah. Do you feel that that was a measured response to the criticism on the original game? Do you feel like that's them catering to the fanboys who were just like, you know, all up in arms about that yeah. uh, different type of gameplay? Or do you feel like they, you know, it felt like the natural progression where, OK, well, we did those stealth ones. Now let's amp it up a little bit in this one. Um, what are you what are your yeah. feelings on that whole thing? I think I think that Insomniac was in a really, really difficult position with responding to those criticisms because mm. um because in that first game it is like that is one of the few bits that i think that you can give it flack for other than that it is i mean like i think all three installments have been 10 out of 10s mm. right um but if you can if you can kind of pinpoint one weakness that that first game had it was that those missions 
kind of threw off the the pacing and the tone a little bit, right? Um, I think I think that you had also a lot of vitriolic fanboys who were like, "I bought Spider Man, not Normal Woman. What am I doing walking around <laughs> in a in a museum or whatever?" Right? right? Like, but I think narratively for the story they work. Um, I think that um, uh, I think I do think it is important to have those those breaks in the pace. I think it's difficult to actually control the pace of an open world game. Sure. Um, yeah. And so having them in there in the way that they were, I think, like to your point of like, and then I start a mission and it turns out that actually I'm MJ. It's like, well, I've just been doing like run around like collecting things for the last 45 minutes. Mm. And then I decided to start a story mission. I thought I was going to be Spider-Man and now I'm doing this. It's like that. So, so the, the argument for it being like a pacing thing, it's like, to me, it's like, well, it's like, you're not in control of the pacing of this game anyways. Mm -hmm. So um, yeah, but the, the response to it, I think was the appropriate and um, thoughtful response that it required from the people who made legitimate criticism about Mm -hmm. it. Like what, like what I just said, and that weren't just like, you know, I yeah. uh, uh, the the, the uh, you know the yeah the chuds that are just like yeah. uh, I don't want to play as a girl and it's like I'm sorry uh, every time I have the choice between a female or a male character model I I, I do pick too. the female like I always do too I just always find that like aesthetically the the like um like let's talk if we're talking about like an MMO or something like that yeah get right it's like yeah. just aesthetically like I like that's what I'm, I'm going to, I like, like there it's, it always ends up coming sounding sexist. It's like, well, I'd rather look at a cute girl. That's not what I mean. It's just like, I, most of the time it's fantasy games. That's, that's sort of what I'm thinking of is like, mm-hmm. is like games where there's like armor and stuff. And like male armor is just like blocky, solid color, boring. Right. But then like the, the female armor will often have like, like more interesting silhouettes and like just design elements to it. Um, Although when I play Mass Effect, I play as 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 uh, box art male Shep, but oh, dude Shep, yeah. But I I yeah. I, I mean, it, it's just like I don't have a problem with playing as a female character. I love the Tomb Raider games. I love. I mean, when in Assassin's Creed Odyssey, um, Cassandra is probably the strongest character that that franchise has. Um, so yeah, like female characters do not bother me in the least. Uh, which I don't think would be surprising to any of our listeners, but, um, but yeah, like those, those sequences in that first game are a little bit too slow. So them coming back and going, okay, we're not getting rid of them. Right. But I, but, but we are going to give MJ a little bit more agency in this world. Mm. I think, I think was the right call because it was like, listen, these, these sequences aren't going anywhere. This is, this is core, to the to the identity of what Marvel's Spider-Man video games are, right? To the extent that we also get to play as Haley in in Spider-Man Two, right? Um, which would be like the the Miles uh, counterpoint mm-hmm. to 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 MJ, right? Um, to Peter's MJ, so um, like they doubled down on it in in <laughs> in the new game, um, but in both instances they gave us stuff that made it worthwhile, right? Like having 
using the 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 Miles Morales side story plot point that that Pete and MJ went to Simcaria to basically to like help Silver Sable because that's what they did, right? It's like, oh, I'm going over there. Like when he tells Miles, he's like, oh, I'm going over there to be the photographer for MJ as she reports on what's happening in Simcaria. And it's like, yeah, you know they got into stuff. You know that they got yeah. into it and that Spider-Man <laughs> helped Silver Sable take down somebody, right? Like I I but having the sort of like the that plot line come back in this game and have her be like so she's got one of their stun guns and she's been trained, right? Like she's done a little she's got yeah. a little bit of self-defense training and it's like, yeah, perfect. Like if you're going to be in this world, then you better be prepared to be in this world, right? Mm. Such a perfect way of doing it. And then the and then and then along those same lines to play as Haley and to um, to experience the world from her perspective as uh, a hearing impaired person, right? Like pulling the sound completely out and really just like it only comes through the controller every once in a while. Mm. Um, it just like it, 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 it puts you into that and giving you a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, jet set radio uh, graffiti. <laughs> mini game uh, along with it is like yeah like this is great and and that mission that mission is a is a side mission like it's a um not part of the story but is part of the like one of the sort of like side quests right mm. so i think like that was also a good call is that like this is an optional thing you don't have to do it um if you just want to mainline the story you can do that right but but getting the opportunity to experience that character's perspective, um, I think is, is so great. Uh, and, and such a wonderful way of utilizing the platform that they have with one of the biggest video game franchises out right now. Um, and just, yeah, give, give people just a, just a little tiny, just a little <laughs> tiny taste of a perspective that's not their own. Cause to me, that's what video games are for. Right. Like, like I want to, go pretend to be spider-man i want to pretend to be link i want to pretend to be uh you know clive whoever right like i want to i want to live in the worlds that they live in because this world sucks i but like taking that and using that as an opportunity to be like this is how a hearing impaired person experiences the world um i think is is such a great I don't see how they couldn't take that opportunity. Like, I think they wouldn't be true to themselves and the, and it, the, the inclusivity of that character, if that weren't part of it. Right. Mm. Um, and it also like, to me is so importantly puts Haley on equal footing with MJ as she is as important in miles's life as, as Gwen or MJ or, or Felicia ever were in Peter's. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I, I think that they they handled it all perfectly um, from game to game, uh, and 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 addressing. It. I mean, like there wasn't very much of it in Miles Morales, right? Miles, but the yeah. Miles Morales game is yeah. so much more condensed. It was so, very short, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, I I I I think that it was smart, and I think that you do need that time with MJ. Um, because we, we do need to live her perspective of Pete with the symbiote, right? Yeah. Uh, that it's so important. It's so important to see her perspective 
on what is happening to Peter so that we're not just in Pete's shoes, because I think it's really easy when you're just in Pete's shoes and um, it's a video game. So you're experiencing that power that he has when he has the symbiote uh, to be like, I don't understand what the problem is with this. I like it. Right. Like, I think that, I think there are a lot of people that actually would just, you know, it's like, it's like Anakin stuff where it's like, you get people, uh, you get people identifying with Anakin for the wrong reasons sometimes. <laughs> um, and then there's like, Oh, I'm a Darth Vader fan. And it's like, you're a Darth Vader fan. You're a Darth Vader fan. Okay. Says a lot about you. Um, <laughs> it's like, I love Darth Vader as a villain. <laughs> I am not a Darth Vader fan. Um, <laughs> Uh, but when people are like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of Anakin Skywalker, it's like, in what way? What way do you mean that you're a fan of Anakin Skywalker? Clone Wars. Right. He's great. Yeah. yeah. Um. <clears throat> so, yeah, I, I and I think that, like, a lot of those people who have the wrong perspectives on things, uh, who I, I do horrible things in the real world and then see themselves in the heroes of, the, of these pop culture stories, um. I think it's important for them to see that power is not something that should be uh, uh, embraced in the way that the symbiote suit wants Pete to embrace it. Right. right? Um, and that that's actually something to, to, it's something to fear and it's something to be careful of. Right. Um, and yeah, getting, getting miles and MJ's perspectives plays that story out so well. Mm-hmm. Now we, we've 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 transitioned into Spider-Man Two territory a little bit, but a little that's bit. Okay. Um, yeah. Let Let's actually let's let's we've talked so much about Pete. I want to talk about Miles. Um, what for you? Like, what was your what was your previous experience with Miles as a character before playing the games? So I I mean <laughs> before uh, Spider-Man. Marvel Spider-Man, whatever we're called, Spider-Man mm-hmm. One. Um, my favorite iteration of Spider-Man was Ultimate Spider-Man. So, okay. I I had read Miles from the beginning. Like I was very familiar with with him right when he came out. Yeah, uh, you know P- that Peter Parker dies, and I was very upset because even at the time that was my favorite Spider-Man. So I was upset that they killed him. I was upset that it seemed like at the time it was sticking, and then it didn't but it kind of did later i don't know but i was upset that they were bringing in this new character who was not peter parker who is now going to be called spider-man i was like that's stupid bring in a new character that's fine give him spider powers that's fine make the spider powers a little bit different that's fine he's not spider-man peter parker's spider-man this is dumb so I went into that with the with the notion of like I feel like I'm not going to like this character just because it's not Peter. Hmm. That comic series is so good. Yeah. <laughs> He's such a great character. Yes. Yeah. Such a great story. So many great spins on, you know, the uh, uh, what, what what was it? What are they called in spite in spite of us? The canon event. The yeah of like, yeah all the of the, events, the yeah. line of tragedies that has to happen in the Spider Man's life. Yeah, I, I thought that stuff was so great. And I remember being so angry before reading it and then reading it and being like, oh, OK, I get it. Yeah, this is this is cool. I was still very sad that 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 Peter was gone. Um, and then, like I said, they do bring him back, but then they get rid of him again. And then 
Miles survived. I'm not. I'm actually kind of fuzzy on it because I did fall off after a while. I think that ultimate Miles gets drawn into the six one six universe, right? But then, like most people in the ultimate universe, die because universes are getting imploded or whatever. Um, yeah, I it was like that. I, th- I don't know. think it was Secret War, like the okay. the the more recent one that they did. That like by the end of it, um. Because in Secret War, I can't remember the character that does it, but somebody like brings together pieces of the different the different universes from across yeah. the multiverse, right? Like the different what ifs and stuff. And the 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 fallout of that was that like when it when the dust settled and the six one six was put back to to normal, um, Miles was there, yeah. and and I think the only ones who know where miles originally came from are pete and miles like i mm-hmm. i think like like and, well, and maybe maybe like a, a couple of other like sort of like you know uh beyonder type characters or whatever, well they right? had already known each other because there was that spider-man yeah. story before yeah. all that stuff yeah where i think miles came to 616 anyway right not the other yeah. way around yeah okay. yeah yeah there's like um, yeah I, I i never read that one but yeah like really it good was like a like a team it's really good yeah but yeah okay so what about you what was what was your um so like 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 real real experience with miles morales would have probably been um the uh marvel spider-man cartoon series that brings him in um like that was probably the first time that i really really like because i i never really read ultimate um Mm. i read some of the other books in the ultimate universe like i read ultimate x-men i read like the first two volumes of that um and and i love the ultimates and ultimate iron man from that universe um Mm. i really really enjoyed those back in the day but um but i never really got into the ultimate spider-man stuff um so when he came around in the comics i it was just like so far off my radar i wasn't really reading a lot of marvel at that time anyways okay um i was mostly into dc uh, during that era um and and then like more like indie stuff so i uh, yeah marvel was kind of falling by the wayside particularly spider-man i i but um but yeah then i think that that cartoon series which i really really like i i would have been one of the first times that i like really spent time with them and then obviously spider-verse i think is when you know, we really, really get to know that character better. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's sort of like, I think become the core of that character of the characterization of Miles Morales. I, I, but then like really honestly, like this, like the game, this game is, is, is the miles that I think I've spent the most time with okay. um, in terms of hours. But yeah. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I read, uh, there was a minute there where he was like it, him and Kamala and a couple of other characters were like, they were the Avengers for a second. And I read oh, that. Okay. I read those comics. Cause I was like, this is cool. Like it's like, they are the Avengers. Like they're not like young Avengers or whatever. They're just the Avengers. Um, but it was a lot of like the younger heroes and stuff. A lot of the newer heroes. So I read that for the first volume of that, but it, it was cool. It was a cool team, but it wasn't a great story. Like I just it didn't hook me. So I didn't stick around for very long. Um, so yeah, I don't have a ton of experience with him in the comics other than Spider-Verse, um, like the Spider-Verse comic book series, okay. I, I, which I think all takes place like post, 
him coming into the six one six, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, so yeah, yeah, or Let maybe me... it doesn't. Maybe it... when does that happen? I have no idea. Man, I honestly, I, to, I, I, I had fallen it. off for a while, so I'm yeah very fuzzy on a lot of the time. It's so hard with the events because the events sometimes yeah. so often happen like outside of the regular continuity. Like they they don't they're they're considered in the six one six continuity, but like like battle world type stuff is like is so far removed from like the ongoing series most of the time that it's like mm. where did that happen in relation to this and they've done so many of them it's just like yeah it's impossible to keep it all square but um let me let me ask you what your opinion is on that i mean i kind of touched on it a little bit that at the time to me it made sense that he would take the name spider-man because he was essentially taking up the mantle right but that was because peter parker was gone so he was the new spider-man now we have you know all of these different medias where Miles and Peter are existing in the same space and Miles is also called Spider-Man. Do you feel like that makes sense? Because you, you know, it's, he's his own character. And like we, the audience can just call him Miles when we refer to, you know what I mean? Like, but in universe, it's, it's almost like silly that they would call both of them Spider-Man. So do you have any thoughts on that? Yeah. Cause I, I honestly still feel like he's his own character. He should have his own name and not because of the way I felt, when I first heard about it more yeah. because it's like, he deserves it. He deserves his own identity. He shouldn't have to be in Peter Parker's shadow. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he deserves his own hero name. Yeah. And they, and you know, like they've played with it a little bit from time to time. Like, I think at one point somebody like referred to him as like kid arachnid or something like that. And it was like, <laughs> but that's not cool. I thought that was someone else. Was that somebody else? Um, I think that was another character. Okay. If I'm remembering uh, correctly, I, they've they have they have sort of given him his own his own monikers from time to time like uh spidey and his amazing friends which is the disney junior tv series Mm -hmm. he is referred to as spin it's like it's 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 even like it's not even in the actual series itself it's in like a there there are these like three minute shorts that play in between episodes on disney junior Mm -hmm. and there's one where I think it's the first one where they're all kind of like establishing themselves and it's like, well, Pete is spider Spidey, right? Like in that universe, they just call him Spidey. He's not Mm -hmm. like he is Spider-Man. They're both, they do like take a second to go like, well, we're both Spider-Man, even though they're children in this universe. Well, (laughs) like, I think they're like young teenagers, but they, they're voiced by small children. Um, So like, they're both Spider-Man, but they call him. They're like, well, Pete will call Spidey. They always call him Pete. They never call him Peter. Um, like we'll call Spidey. And then, and then Gwen is like, this universe is funny. Cause this universe is one where like all three of these characters just exist side by side mm-hmm. and they all have spider powers and there's no question of it. Cause it's just for kids. Right. Yeah. Um, I, so she's like, well, I'm ghost spider. Which is which is one of the monikers that she uses. She's either, right. I mean, like colloquially outside of the comics, we refer to her as Spider Gwen, right, a lot right. of the time. Yeah. But in the actual universe that she's from, she just calls herself Spider Woman. But then when oh, she okay. when she's teaming up with the others, like like um, 
uh, like Web Warriors or whatever. I can't remember which team she's a part of. She's a part of one of the teams. Is she's Ghost Spider because there's right, confusion because of Jessica before, Drew yeah. being Spider Woman. Right. There are actually like three or four Spider. Yeah, there's a million. Women, but <laughs> so but um, yeah, but because Jessica Drew is currently Spider Woman and so is she, it's like okay, she's Ghost Spider. That's sort of how we how we um differentiate her mm. in in Spidey and his amazing friends. Miles is Spin. <laughs> he just they just call him Spin. Okay. Um, cause he's like, check out this cool move that I can do. And he does a spin and he's like, okay, so we're just going to call you spin. Um, but yeah, I like, so <clears throat> I'm fine with it. I, I think it's totally okay for it to just be like, like they're, they're Spider-Man and they're Spider-Man. Like they're like, <laughs> I don't know. It's like, well, which Spider-Man are you talking about? Are you talking about the old Spider-Man or the new Spider-Man? It's like, that's how quick the conversation has to be. At any point in time, it's like, oh, no, I'm talking about that newer Spider-Man, right? Mm. Um, yeah, to me, it's it's fine. It's fine. I don't know. They can both have the Spider-Man moniker. And it's like, <laughs> I think if you're in Brooklyn, you know that if you're talking about Spider-Man, you're probably talking about the one with the black and red costume. And if mm. you're in, you know, uh, uptown, you're probably talking about the red and blue, right? Like, like, but at the same time, it doesn't matter. They do the same thing. <laughs> right True, like they're yeah. they're they functionally serve the exact same purpose to any new yorker <laughs> right um so i think like that's sort of to me where it's like yeah that's fine that's fine it's not they can both be spider-man mm. um yeah yeah i it's it, it i think i think the biggest thing is that it devalues miles to say he's not the real spider-man when in the ultimate universe he was the real spider-man he took right. over right? right he took over for peter so i, I think that's I, where that for, comes from right for me it's it's not so much that because like that's the thing i love that character i think the character absolutely yeah. deserves a mantle of respect for himself but yeah. for me it's just like i wish it was easier to differentiate the the two of them in universe because yeah. like yeah. you know for us okay miles or peter easy but we're not supposed to know that if we're you know joe schmo on the street um yeah. so i don't know it's just it it's such a weird little thing to nitpick but it's just something that bothers me <laughs> no and that's i think that's fair i i i think that it's probably a hang up for a bunch of people mm. but but it also isn't something that like stops people from enjoying the character. Oh no, right? no, not at all. So, but every yeah. time it happened in Spider-Man Two, that was like, ah, yeah, it yeah, just yeah, bugged yeah. me. Pun intended. It's, it, I, I think the Spider-Verse movies handle it really well, though, in in the mm. way that it's like you know, I especially like the first one. I, I, we get that initial scene with uh, when he's getting the the kid's costume and Stan is like, yeah, it, sure. it always fits eventually. Yeah. And the and the journey of him across that of like from going from being Miles to being Spider Man, mm, and so sure. by the end of it, the way that that Gwen and Peter B are like, no, you're Spider Man. Like you're mm. like you're you are now this universe's Spider Man in the same way that you know I I th- that Peter blonde Peter was uh, to that universe, right? So yeah, it's I I. I think it, to me, it's all in how it's handled. Right. Um, and there, and, and the context of it that, that makes it work or not work. 
Um, and I like it. I actually quite enjoy it in the comics when every once in a while somebody will be talking and they'll be like Spider-Man and then somebody else will be like, hold up, hold up. Which Spider-Man are you talking about? <laughs> and they, like that would happen in that Avengers series a bunch where people like Spider-Man and it's like, are you talking about like Spider-Man, Spider-Man? Or are you talking about the kid Spider-Man? Right? It's like, <laughs> like uh, they go back and forth a little bit for a second. Mm. So I don't know. I, 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 when the comics acknowledge it, I think it's, I think it can be fun. It, it it's definitely fun to poke fun at it, but it almost to me feels like well, they're not going to change it. They acknowledge that it's silly, but it's yeah, it's like you have the power to change it if you want to. It doesn't need to be this thing, but I I at least appreciate that they acknowledge that it can be confusing in universe. So Small yeah, totally. I'll take totally. it. <laughs> um, so the just to to talk about the story of of Miles Morales of that game for a second. Um, because I think it, it informs so much of, of who he is in Spider-Man two, um, and sort of, you know, him having to go through the, the trials and tribulations, like every Spider-Man, like you're saying, like, like, just like in, in the Ultimates universe, um, you know, the end or in Spider-Verse, it's like, you got to go through these canon events sort of thing. Um, and him, uh, him having his own adventure and, and becoming sort of the Spider-Man of Harlem. I, I, and all of that. Um, I, like I, I, people criticize that game for being too short. I, I have absolutely no problem with it. Um, first and foremost, like, like mm. whatever, give me, just give me more of this universe at this quality, like at this level. And I'm happy. Um, and you can price it at whatever you want. Cause I will pay it. Uh, don't say that you make 40 bucks you can make it 120 bucks it doesn't matter to me don't say that it It matters to me (laughs) okay um by hook or by crook i'll find a way like that's the thing i i i don't it's it's, yeah it's it is it is the 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 price tag is inconsequential to me i just need more of this story (laughs) um but yeah, it, like like bringing in the Tinkerer in the way that they do and making it his his friend, bringing in Genki, um, I as the sidekick, right? I I think really like that gives Miles his own flavor. Yeah, I, absolutely. I that I think works really well for those games. Uh, or like for for I shouldn't say those games for like the miles part of this universe, right? It's like mm-hmm. when we're miles, we're not on our own. We're we are working with Genki, mm-hmm. and then I like it in Spider Man Two how Genki kind of like crosses over a little bit into Peter's world, but not yeah. entirely. Where it's like, but but Pete did so much of it on, on his own, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and like that kind of is actually like a a part that sort of defines his character in this universe a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to the point that like MJ and him, like kind of have a conversation about it. Mm-hmm. Of, it's like, you don't have to be Spider-Man on your own, right? Like you have a, you have a team now. Um, so like miles getting powers by the end of it and, and then coming into Spider-Man too. Um, I love the transition of it. I love that we go from Spider-Man where it's like, he's, he's just a kid, but he's obviously like, he's got the stuff to be a hero. We see all of that in Spider-Man. And then in Miles Morales, he he gets the powers and then, you know, learns to 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 be a Spider-Man in his own Mm. right um, and goes through everything. And 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 we get the awesome stuff with with his uncle, with Prowler. um, That that builds on that and gives him even more 
to uh to to sort of again like you ha- you have to have those foils right like that's a if you want to have a good spider-man story you have to have those characters that have the same potential but make the other decision in order to like show us how important it is that peter and miles m- make the right decision right mm-hmm. um and but then so, yeah, go well, ahead. no, go, no, 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 go ahead. Oh, and the, I just, and then and then just transitioning into into Spider Man two, where um Miles like we're switching back and forth between the two characters between Peter and Miles constantly throughout the story. Um, but each one has their own flavor, each one has their own thing. But at the by by the end of it, it's like like this like they are a team, like it's the yeah. two of them, right? Yeah, absolutely. And then in Spider Man two with the symbiote's influence, we see Peter start to make the wrong decisions. And mm-hmm. because of how well miles learned through both Peter and through his own, you know, uh, support system yeah, to make the right decisions, he's able to bring Peter back. I, that to me is what makes, man, this is, I, <laughs> It's a good thing that this podcast doesn't have a massive audience because when I say it's some of the things that I say, I know that like it would start like firestorms if I had more influence. So thank goodness that I don't because what I'm about to say is going to be, I think, very controversial. This is the best symbiote storyline that has been told and Miles being present for it is the reason why, mm-hmm. right? Exactly what you just said. The fact that it's not Pete fighting off the symbiote by himself it's not um it's not a bell tower that does it it's not it's not you know just a series of events or like he just stands in a church and cries and then and then gets rid of the suit but it is it is very very literally miles and like it's sort of like this it's there's a feedback loop of with great power comes great responsibility of like peter takes miles under his wing, teaches him how to be Spider-Man. And then when Peter falls off the path, miles comes back and teaches him how to be Spider-Man again. Right. Like, Mm -hmm. and pulls him out of that. And literally is like, cause it's like miles, he's got the venom, the, the venom strikes, right? Like the, like the, 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 the bioelectric stuff, which, Mm -hmm. which I like that in this universe, they, they made that sort of like a, Oh, actually like the symbiote is 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 weak to this Mm. right it's not as bad as the sonic stuff the sonic stuff is like far and away more effective against the symbiote than than the bioelectric but but it does like it does give miles an edge so that he's not you know punching above his weight class right yeah and he's and he's getting more and more powerful as the game goes on as well right so um yeah, like I was having a hard time fighting Peter in the suit until I remembered that Miles has these other abilities that yeah, Peter doesn't that... have. And then all of a sudden the fight like like turned for me. I was like, oh, OK, so if I rely on the superpower, like if I rely on the, the special moves, like I can I can actually beat him pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, but but at the end of the day, it's 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 Miles as a person. And he's going through his own struggle, right? The whole Martin Lee thing. Um, and we don't know, 
you know, like to put it into Star Wars terms, it's like 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 which of these characters are are falling to the dark side, right? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but because of everything that Peter has taught Miles, he is able to to maintain that and uh, and stay true to his hero roots, right? Uh, all, and, all I could think of, and this will probably make you very happy because yeah. I hate the Last Jedi as a film, mm-hmm. is Yoda's line about we are what they grow beyond. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Where Peter 100%. taught Miles so well yeah. how to be Spider-Man that Miles is, I mean, this is probably controversial too, in that regard, becomes a stronger Spider-Man. And because of it, Peter is a yep. better Spider-Man. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, yeah. And then, I mean, like we go from that miles pulling him out of that. And then we they kind of switch back to Peter as the focus of the story for a little bit. Um, and then we find out that like the symbiote is still in him, mm-hmm. right? Even though he's gotten rid of the symbiote, like it's, it was bonded with him for so long that like, it's kind of permanently a part of him. Uh, and then to have Miles and Martin Lee go inside Peter's psyche. That was so awesome. It was trippy and awesome and weird. It's and so silly, good. But it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. It Again, this is like, listen, this is very much influenced by Superior Spider-Man. Okay. Very, very much influenced by Superior Spider-Man. So um, going in there and then like sort of like helping him take control of what remains of the symbiote symbiote and then him becoming anti-venom as a result mm-hmm. is just like it's take the again when i say that like the the great thing about this franchise about this this iteration of the franchise is that it takes everything from all of these different spider-man stories and it distills it into a pretty perfect spider-man story like anti-venom is is in the comics like that's a thing in the comics right mm-hmm. and like um, we haven't even talked about Harry being Venom in Spider-Man 2 yet, but like when Harry shows up for the first time with the symbiote as a hero, looking like Flash Thompson as as Venom, right? Uh, which is where I hope we're going with the MCU Venom. Like I, I don't want Eddie, right? And I don't want Harry. I I because because we don't really have a Harry in the MCU. Uh, I want I want it to be flash in the mcu that, that gets the symbiote um and and becomes venom because i think that would be rad uh, as a <laughs> as a as a new way to do it but that's a total tangent but when he shows up and it's and it's that one it's like they took so many of these elements from the comics over the years and then just like went okay we're gonna borrow this we're gonna borrow that we're gonna borrow this we're gonna borrow that but then in some instances where they like plus it because like listen I, you and I have talked about this. Um, and I think it's the reason why I ended up being like, we need to do a perfect 10 because we talked about it before the game <laughs> even came out. The design of the symbiote suit, the black suit in oh, this bad. video game. <laughs> so good. Now defines what the black suit needs to be going forward. So I, like the way that it looks like, like sort of like that insectoid alien look. Yeah. It's like, I don't understand how it took us so long to get here, but this is the right Hmm. answer. This is where, like, this is where we, this is where it was supposed to go. And then as you play the game and the, and the suit bonds with him even more, and he starts to look more like Venom. I was like that. This is, it's so genius. I feel so bad. So bad. This is what I said to you. I feel so bad for the MCU writers 
that have to now <laughs> that have to now follow up this symbiote storyline and try and do as good a job as yeah. they did in this game because like they it's going to be so difficult because they just won't have the time right that they'll have at most i think two movies to to deal with it mm-hmm. um i really really hope that the symbiote is like a long game thing that they've got planned for for spidey in the mcu i would like love to see him not even like get it until part way through spidey 4 and then for him to have it all throughout until the end of secret wars mm-hmm. right like like it, to me it's almost like he almost kind of has to and I want it to be a thing of like a very slow burn of him losing himself. I mm-hmm. uh, instead of it being because I just like like Spider Man three is such a misfire with that storyline. <laughs> because the thing yep. is that when when you when you look at the comic books, right, the original like classic symbiote storyline in the comic books takes place over years, mm-hmm. right? Like he gets the black suit. We don't even know it's an alien for a while, right? um like it originally isn't originally it's just a suit it's just a costume it was Mm. just a it was just a redesign um just for fun that people love so much that it stuck around for a long time and then got turned into this other thing and then todd mcfarland comes along and turns it into venom and like now the symbiote is so much bigger than than it 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 looms so large in the spider-man story Mm -hmm. um and people know it so well they know it as well as they know I think the radioactive spider origin story that like there, I think that there's a bit of a, there's a bit of an inclination to just sort of like rush through it and get to venom. Mm. And I would love to see, I would love to see him in that suit in like, he gets, he gets the suit by the end of the first movie of spider-man 4 this next trilogy right and then he's got it in the second one and we start to see like the darkness coming out Mm. and then he's got it in secret wars and it gets really bad and because he's with other superheroes they're like you're not acting like spider-man um and so then in the third of the trilogy that like he gets he gets rid of it but that flash gets it and becomes venom Mm. i think i think would be super super cool um yeah that's what that's what i would like to see that's what i would do if it were up to me but it's not up to me i have nothing to do with it so uh, (laughs) i'll just be happy for what what we get as long as it's a good story but but it was good in this it was good in two but i'm yeah in this game it's like it is so perfect it is so perfectly executed all and all of the harry stuff i mean like him having the suit at first um and then it goes to pete like he gives it to pete to save him and then is dying and then it eventually goes back to him when it goes back to him it's got all of the now it's got the spider vibe right i but i do i like that like after their first mission together when they they fist bump or whatever right and when they do it kind of like sucks a little bit of the spider power out yeah. of spider-man oh, yeah. um and he gets the he gets the logo and and it starts to stylize itself a little bit it's like oh oh that's good foreshadowing that's so it's so <laughs> well done Cause we like, it's, I think there's this, this element of like what I just said of like the symbiote storyline is so well known yeah. at this point, especially by our generation, having grown up with the, the cartoon series that I think also does it really, really well. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's like, it's such a challenge to 
tell that story and keep us in suspense with it. Mm. Switching it up to Harry, I think, was a good choice. I think that was a really smart thing, and not like intro- having to introduce Eddie and and that dynamic and in this world that doesn't really have the Daily Bugle and all of that stuff. And Eddie's kind of a I don't know, Eddie's kind of a weak character, anyways. But um, <clears throat> it, to to have it tied directly to his best friend and this whole storyline of the three of them and the the Coney Island stuff and. And all of that, I mean, the reveal of it in the Coney Island thing. And the thing is that, like, if you've played the other two games going into this one, you already know that Harry has the symbiote, right? Like, like it, it's, it's hinted at very heavily in the first game if you're sort of collecting all of the collectibles and doing all of the side missions. And there's, like, the, the science experiments or whatever that, that Harry leaves around the city for for Peter, right? Um, mm-hmm. uh, for his foundation or whatever. Um, and that like sort of the end of that in, in, in Norman's secret room or whatever, you sort of explore around and you see all of this stuff. And there's something in one of the chamber and you can't, you don't get to see it. But then at the end of Miles Morales, I think we get to see it, right? Like it, yeah. it opens up and we see that it's Harry inside there. Um <clears throat> So it's like we already knew. We already knew that it was going to be Harry with the symbiote. So it wasn't a mm. surprise that he was going to be Venom. But um, yeah, I, it, sorry, I was I was really excited to see what the origin of the symbiote itself was going to be because you know we in in the majority of Spider Man <laughs> media it's it's an alien you know yeah living creature. But in Ultimate Spider Man. Uh, it was basically this bio organic suit that was created by Peter's and Eddie's dads. Yeah. Um, they kind of co-engineered it. And it was essentially the way Eddie in the ultimate universe was looking at it. It was their, you know, their birthright, right? Like, like yeah. part of their parents, their dad's legacies, you know, belong to both of them. And then Peter ends up taking it in the comics and um, does Spider-Man stuff, eventually loses it. Eddie was pissed at him for taking the suit and now he's bonded with that suit and he was made at Peter and now the symbiote's made at Peter. So that's kind of how that came about. So in this game, I was like, oh, it's a bio thing. Like, it's not an alien this time. That's weird and kind of cool. And it was the same kind of thing. It was created in, in the comics. It was created to cure cancer. So people who were wearing it, it would it would destroy their cancer genes. So very similar in this story that it was it was yeah. um, kind of debilitating the effects of Harry's illness. So once it's revealed later on, like, oh yeah, it is an alien that they were experimenting on. <laughs> like with at Oscorp again, everything goes back to Oscorp. Like it was just like, oh my God, they did both. <laughs> this yeah, is awesome. Yeah. I, yeah. I was so floored by that. I loved it. Yeah. And to me, like that's the, that's, that is the thing that defines this as a perfect 10 is exactly what you just broke down, which is that like that distillation of, Ultimate Spider-Man, regular Spider-Man, animated Spider-Man, all of mm-hmm. it. Even even the bad stuff, right? Even some of Spider-Man 3, right, is in this. Um cuz I do th- I find that like there's a there there's a there's a great element of Spider-Man 3 and uh, Tyler and I talked about this on our Perfect 10 April Fools episode that we did um about Spider-Man 3. The opposite of a Perfect 10. I, I, it, it, like the symbiote makes Peter more aggressive and it makes him 
a jerk and it makes him think it makes him a narcissist, right? Like it yeah. makes him think yeah. that he's the coolest person in the room. But if you really like read between the lines, it's like, it's, it doesn't actually like the great thing is in the, in Spider-Man in the nineties animated series, he gets the symbiote and he actually does become cooler. Right. <laughs> but that Peter Parker was actually kind of cool to begin with. Like you know, there was nothing like nerdy about that Peter Parker. Right. But like, I love the, the, cause like he, he kind of like dates Felicia for a second when he's mm. got the black suit. Right. Um, cause he gets the confidence to do it and he's all like, yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm a cool guy. I'm, I got swagger now. Um, but when he gets it in, when the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man, who is the dorkiest Spider-Man of them all, uh, when he gets it, it is not, um, it's not, it doesn't actually make him cool. It just makes him act the way that he thinks a cool person acts. <laughs> so when he does the whole like jazz thing and yeah. all of this stuff and he's doing, and like, if you actually pay attention to the world around him and not just him, if you pay attention to the way that people are reacting to him, everybody around him is like, this guy's a huge loser. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Eye rolling. And yeah. So it's actually like, head. like Raimi actually did a really, really good job with that. It's just not, I just, it's not what we were expecting at the time. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those things where it's like, it's a little bit genius. I relate it a lot to Batman and Robin and Schwarzenegger's performance as Mr. Freeze. <laughs> well, a lot of people don't like that. Mr. Freeze. They're like, all of the puns and like the bat, like it's, it's all terrible. And I'm like, actually it's really, really clever writing from a certain perspective because Mr. Freeze is not, he's not the Joker, right? He's not, he's not the Riddler or two face like two face. Like, like is this intelligent guy that gets turned into a, like a, a, a maniac, right. But by, by being disfigured and has this, this split personality thing. Um, I know it's technically called dissociative identity disorder nowadays, but what Two-Face has is split personality. Mm -hmm. I, I, cause he is not a real person. Um, but yeah, like those characters all kind of like take on the, like, like these accentuated aspects of their original personalities. Right. And it's like, well, if Mr. Freeze was like a scientist in a lab trying to cure, whatever I, I don't remember if they made up a disease or if it was a real one or whatever, mcgregor syndrome mcgregor syndrome right um right like he's a, like he's a huge he's a huge nerd mm. and then he becomes a super villain and when he becomes a super villain like like he's gonna all of the things that he says are gonna be the sort of things that a huge nerd would say so he's like <laughs> he's like welcome to the ice age and then shoots them with ice we'll it's kill like the dinosaurs, the ice age. yeah we'll kill the dinosaurs <laughs> the ice age yeah it's like that's the sort of thing that a huge nerd would say that's not the sort of thing yeah it's not the sort of thing that the joker would say or that like Razel ghoul would say right but it is absolutely the sort of thing that like some dude who spent the majority of his life getting his PhD in a lab, it's what he would say. And it does, it's, it's weird that it's Arnold Schwarzenegger and that he's gigantic and muscular, <laughs> right. but it actually makes sense for the character of Mr. Freeze. It's just, we're comparing it to the animated series, Mr. Mm. Freeze, which is like the best version of that character. Oh, yeah, right. So terrifying. yeah. Like, like you want to, you, you compare those two things, but whatever. Um, yeah, like I look at that version of of, of Spider Man as that, and this version of Pete with the suit, he does like he makes bad jokes throughout the game, mm. and then when he's got the suit, he still makes bad jokes. They're just mean, 
Yeah. Like he just, he just goes to like a really like, like vindictive, spiteful place. So he'll say things and it's like, but it is, but it's really, I love how they like keep it like true to the version of Peter that they've created. And like, they double down on the dad jokes in, in Spider-Man two to, I think to differentiate him from miles. Cause miles mm-hmm. has quips as well, but miles quips are a little bit more clever and, and Peter's are a little bit more like, like he's like, I think just to show that he's older. Right. And he's getting into like, he's, there's a little bit of Peter B. Parker that finds (laughs) its way into, into Pete in Spider-Man two, which I, I look at as an evolution of that, of that character. And I think that like where we're going with this storyline, if this storyline continued forever, I think that that version of Pete would end up so close to Peter B. Parker Mm. in like, like in that, like, like this Peter and MJ are going to get married. They are going to have a kid and that kid is going to be Mayday. And Peter is going to be spider dad. Like, like, like that, the, the, the Yuri Lowenthal Peter is destined for that outcome. Like that's, Mm. he's all, we already get to see it with miles is that like in that he's like, and he's, he's, it's more of a big brother role, right? Like it's like, he's, he's a mentor. He's, he's a, uh he's 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 more of an older brother figure uh even more than he is like an uncle because like we have prowler in this whose characterization in this is also my favorite characterization of prowler like that to me like that's where that's where so much of this ends up being that like like this is this is my perfect spider-man world because like these characterizations are just so perfect and everything that you wish that they would have done in this one or that one or whatever they've have done in this one where it's like yeah he was prowler he was a villain he was a criminal and in miles morales he was working with roxon he was on the wrong side of things but then miles influences him he ends up turning himself in in order to to stop roxon right and goes to jail and then in this game he's reformed mm-hmm to the extent that like he gets to come home like yeah. and so like here's the thing i'm going to i'm going to i'm getting emotional talking about it cuz i love it so much it makes me so happy that they went this route i'm going to reference a lot of uh wit and folly and and what the force uh cuz ty and mc are so good at talking about this stuff <clears throat> and i only know it as well as i do because those two incredibly intelligent women have taught me so well but the whole point of a hero's journey is that you like, like the hero goes on the journey and they, they get the elixir and then they bring it back. They bring it back to the village and they share that knowledge with everyone so that everyone grows, not just the hero, right? Mm -hmm. They don't keep it to themselves. And miles goes through everything that he goes through in his own game. And he shares that elixir with his uncle and so the prowler shows up in this game not as a villain or an antagonist or even as a distraction but as a a hero and an aide mm-hmm. uh but like we get to see him return to his family um and for and the three of them come together at, at that point in the game when you find out that like he's he's moving in upstairs right. yeah right and it's like to me, it's like that. It's just, it's, it's, um, 
so many of our stories right now are bleak and dystopian and and just you know like the bad guys always win because i think we're living in a world where that's true right where we turn around and and people like donald trump can become president and break the law and seem to just get away with it mm. well, well let's hope that that's not the case by the end of this but <clears throat> but um but it but it it often feels that way that like we see real villains doing evil in our world and we're completely powerless to do anything about it i hate when i see it in my media i mm. i what i really need from escapism is a world where that doesn't happen right either the villains are are stopped and everybody sees them for what they are which is where we're going with Norman Osborn, right? Who is the biggest villain in this entire series. He just hasn't gotten in trouble yet. Mm -hmm. um, but it's going to be so good because his story is so, so relatable at this point. Uh, when he has his freak out at the end of the, like he, he smashes the room and, and, and Pete and MJ just get up and walk out. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's going to make, it's going to make his turn as Goblin so much sweeter. But, um, but to have, to have, prowler redeemed and not just redeemed but like he's not redeemed and then sacrifices himself like he does in spider-verse but that he actually like he actually gets to live that atonement first off by helping mm. miles in this game and yeah it's in side quests but like it is there if you play through the, all of the content and by virtue of that he he gets to come back to his family to his community and now he's gone on his hero's journey and gets to share that with the community, right. Gets to share mm -hmm. that with the village. And it's like that there's a satisfaction in that storytelling that you will never get from Kylo Ren dying at the end of rise of Skywalker. Right. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. The, it just, it, it, it's, it's so much more satisfying to have Prowler now on the side where like in the next game, if he, if he does decide to put on the gauntlets and, and, and do the thing, we know that it'll be as a good guy. Right. Um, and we'll trust that because, because we've seen it, we've seen him go through that journey. I, I, yeah, I, I think that's so just, it's just so expert the way that they've done that. And they've done that across the board with like a, with a bunch of the characters, having them go on these full journeys um, and really understanding what these things mean um and like pete at the end of 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 this game saying to miles is like i'm gonna i'm gonna take a back seat right the way that they that they that they flip it um when miles i think it's in the first game is like what's the play coach right and then and then in spider-man 2 when they get to that point where it's like okay we're going into the end game here this is this is it and pete turns to miles and says, what's, what's the play coach? Like, he's like, it was what you said earlier. When miles saves Peter from the symbiote, he proves himself as a better Spider-Man than Spider-Man. Right? right. Like he's like, and like that last Jedi thing of like, we are what they grow beyond. That's it's the point. It's the, it's the purpose. If that mm -hmm. doesn't happen, then what's the point of miles Morales. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, as a character in a story, like just don't include him. Then if you just want Peter to be the center of the story and always be the best Spider-Man, then just leave him alone by himself. But it's so much more satisfying to have them together. It's so much more satisfying to see that evolution and to see the growth 
in Peter in that moment, not just in Miles, right? Right. Um, yeah. and that 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 like it's it greater together is the is the tagline of the of the second game of Spider-Man Two, right? Um, and and that's the there's like the double entendre of it, right? Of like greater together, it's like Spider-Man is more powerful with the symbiote. But it's that's not what they're actually talking about. It's that mm. it's, it's the Spider Men together, right? And but not even just them, because it's also MJ, it's also Haley, it's also Genki. Like it's that they have a team, right? Um, yeah. So obviously the next game is going to go Green Goblin as the big bad. I would really love to see a game in between, or maybe if it's DLC with um, Superior Spider Man as the as the well, story but do well do you think they would even do that because right now it, it seems i mean i know by spider-man 3 peter will be back mm-hmm. but it sounds like they're probably setting up either dlc or that smaller game where it's just going to be miles again for a little while um, yeah i i think i think that what will happen is that like miles will will take the center but that peter will always be there it's he's not because i don't i got the feeling that he's not leaving right Mm. but that he is he is leaving the city to miles until he kind of says it he's like like until you need me like until there's another threat right like city leveling threat like like i'm just like i need to focus on peter for a minute and that means that I have to leave Spider-Man on the side, but mm. I am always here if you need me. Mm. But the point of, of what Peter is saying at the end there is like, but you don't need me. Like I did this by myself for years, for eight mm. years. Right <clears throat> now you can go do this. You, you are like miles Morales. Spider-Man is capable of taking care of the city. Right. So mm. Um, yeah, I could see, I could see the DLC kind of being a little like, like just miles. Um, I think the DLC will be carnage and I don't know how you do carnage without involving Peter because, because like we haven't even talked about Yuri, but like the whole, yeah, right. The whole Yuri storyline from the first game through the DLC. Um, and then she's not, she's not present in the miles Morales stuff, but, um, but then coming back in this one as, um, Oh, what's her character's name? Oh, I don't know. I just oh, Yuri. We know it's like on the yeah, it's on the tip of my tongue. But like, she comes back as her vigilante persona. She comes back as Batgirl. <laughs> yeah, I, I, and 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 that all culminating in in Cletus Cassidy getting his own symbiote. I was not ready for that. That was awesome. <clears throat> yeah, um, yeah. It, it like so. I think that will be the DLC. I don't think okay, that they're going to cool. save that for uh, uh, for its own thing, but but here's where like so I see I see Carnage as a really great villain to play against Superior Spider Man. Like I think like oh. if you if you were to do a a smaller game like a Miles Morales type game but flip it this time and it's you're just Peter like that miles mm. is maybe in the game, but you don't play as him um, and you just play as Pete, but that you're not Pete that like Peter decides to sort of take his, his time and then is immediately interrupted by Doc Ock taking his body. Because if, if so the end of the first game, Doc Ock 
he's he's got a he has McGregor syndrome, whatever he has. I can't really, it's, it's I think they just sort of like give him another made up disease, right? Um, that he he's sort of like at the end, he's like, if you, they'll take my arms and if they, and if they take the arms, then like it, the neural link was the only thing keeping that disease from basically like locking Otto inside his body. Right. Mm-hmm. And so if that disease progresses and Otto is locked inside his body, he knows that Peter is Spider-Man and he knows what power that, entails right Mm -hmm. and so i just see like this is such a perfect setup for superior for him to be like because in the comics superior in superior the reason why he does it is because ak has um i think it's cancer and he's dying from it right so he so he he lures spider-man into a scenario where he can take over his body um and so i like if you started a game that was like that 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 got Peter into that position and like, and, and Otto does that. And then like, we're playing through a whole like mini installment where we are Otto in Peter's body and nobody else knows. And it's like, you have to sort of like watch everybody figure it out, but that your villain that you're put up against is carnage and Yuri, because she is on, she's already on that dark path. She's already like, I'm going to like, she, she murdered people in the city that never sleeps. Right. Like mm-hmm. that was kind of the thing. Yeah. It's like, Oh, it's like, Oh, she's gone. Like, like she's, she's fallen to the dark side. I think the best way to bring her back is for Peter to join her. Right. And, but for her to be like, wait a second, you're supposed to be the one keeping me from teetering off the edge here. And then for her to be the first one to realize something's not right. Mm-hmm. You're not Peter. Um, and then for that to be her path back is, is, is realizing that, that Doc Ock has taken over Peter Parker's body mm-hmm. and that, she, and then she ends up being the one that saves him. But by virtue of that is saved by Peter in that whole, that's how I would tell that story. And I will put it all against carnage wreaking havoc because it's like, because in order for superior to be a story, you have to have villains that are even worse than Dr. Octopus, right? Because what you have to have is you have to have Otto in a position where he's like, it's not that I'm a bad guy. It's that I see a way to perfect the world. If only everyone would just do as I tell them. Right. Like that's, and like, like that's his villainous position. Right. He's like, that's where he comes out. He's like, I'm going to be the superior Spider-Man. I'm going to do the job that Spider-Man did, but I'm not going to make the same mistakes that he did. Right. Like I'm not going to have the weakness that he did. Um, and then the journey of that is him discovering that what he perceives as Peter's weakness is actually what makes him a hero. It's what makes mm-hmm. him Spider-Man. Right. So, um, the, and the fun stuff in there is that he hires goons, right? Like he, he like he, <laughs> he creates the spider bots and stuff, which are now like a, spider-man staple Mm -hmm. but that's actually something that comes from superior that um that doc ock is like i can't be in every place at once like this was peter's problem is that like he's always trying to he's trying to be everywhere and everything to everyone it's like if i just build these robots i can 
I they can handle like I can build robots that can handle a fire. Like a Spider-Man doesn't need to handle a fire. Right. <laughs> um, uh, but then it ends up, he ends up creating like a surveillance state in New York city by virtue of these spider bots. It's like, you really shouldn't have that much power. Um, and he hires goons and, and henchmen and whatever, because that's what a, that's what a supervillain would do, but he hires them and then like gets them to like do good things. Right. Like it's a, uh, yeah. Superior is such a good story, man. You've got to read it. You've got to read it. I, I plan so to. It's just one of those things that, like, it, I, it's not short. So, mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. like, I'm having enough trouble. I'm just trying to get through the uh, the Dark Forces, like, trilogy right now. Like, just because yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanted to reread it. So, it's taken me forever just to get through the first book. And they're, it's, it's like a hundred something pages. So, yeah, um, I, I really want to. It's just one of those things where it's like, when am I going to have enough time to sit down and read this whole thing? So I don't know. I might yeah. just have to bite the bullet and do it in spurts. Cause I think I'm pretty sure I have it. I'm pretty sure I bought it digitally a long time ago. Um, yeah. It's, it's actually, like, it's actually yeah. pretty nicely like kind of chunked into, into volumes. So, yeah, um, but it is a lot. It is a lot. Yeah. I remember through. it not being short. So it's multiple years worth of storylines. Oh gosh. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, cool. Well, you know what? I think we did it. I think I think the only thing left to talk about is like we can talk about Wolverine a little bit. Yeah. We don't know a lot about this game. I uh, at the moment I think that we know that it's it's shared universe that Insomniac. I mean Insomniac is making it, um, and they made these other Spider-Man games. So, um, do we know when <clears throat> its release window is? I believe it's next year. Oh, I didn't realize it was that soon. Okay. Let I me thought it was it so up. far Insomniac, out. Insomniac, Wolverine. Yeah, I think we will see a game. We'll see gameplay at at uh, the the game of the year. Or, uh, uh, oh, game uh, awards. Game awards. Wow, really? Oh, I'm actually. I guarantee for that. it. I guarantee it. I guarantee we see our year. first. We see our first gameplay for Wolverine this year. Okay. Cool. Uh, at that. Um, I'm gonna hold you to yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. Uh is Insomniac still making it? Will it be open world? Is it in the same universe? Uh Insomniac confirms Wolverine game is set in the same universe, and this is from October twenty cool. seventh, twenty twenty-three. So it is in the same universe. And that is like this is the one thing in these games that I that that I'm like, okay, guys, like at this point you gotta start. You have to start bringing this in a little bit more. Doctor Strange does play an influential role in one part of the story in this, this in Spider-Man two, um, but not actually Dr. Strange. It actually ends up being Wong, but, but I, uh, uh, but we don't see those characters, even right. though, you know, it, it's, it, it, yeah. Um, the Sanctorum has always been there though, right? Like that yeah, was, it was in the first, in the first game. game. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. It was one of the photo locations in the first game. Was the Baxter uh, building also? No. Okay. There was there was something hinting at the Baxter building okay. in the first game and then in this game you can see that that they've purchased the building and they've right. painted the four on the top of yeah. the building. Um and Avengers uh, Tower was always there. Uh, but Avengers Tower has okay. been there since the first one and it is Avengers okay. Tower. But I think that in the first game they say that like the Avengers are like off-world or something like that, like yeah. they're they're fighting aliens or something. Um <clears throat> So yeah, I like in the next Spider-Man game, like whatever they do, they they gotta bring somebody in. They just yeah. have they have to. Um, but I also said on a recent episode of Off the Record, which is the Patreon exclusive podcast that I do, somebody was asking me like, who who do you think deserves 
the the Spider-Man treatment, and I was like, if you did a smaller game like Miles Morales that was Daredevil, like so much of it's already done, right? Because the <laughs> swinging mechanic is the sa- is more or less the same. I think you would just like slow him down. You mm-hmm. can't move as fast as Spider-Man, but he basically does the same thing. The fighting is all like the same. Like Daredevil is so like from a gameplay perspective, Daredevil is so close to Spider-Man that it's not even funny. But what I said was like the way that you would structure the game because because the spider-man games have these things where it's like okay and then we're going to be mary jane and you know wander around and collect clues or whatever i was like you play through sequences as daredevil fighting bad guys and fighting crime and whatever but also like doing stealth stuff to like recover clues for the court cases that you have to try and then you go in and like there are actual like trial gameplay sequences like like lawyer gameplay stuff like Mm. like um like Phoenix Wright type stuff. Sure. Uh, I yeah. would be such a great game. That would be such a fun video game to play. I <laughs> I uh, uh, and you get to play with like the 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 senses and stuff like that. So you get detective modes and that sort of thing with with Daredevil. It's like, yeah, man. How how is there not an awesome Daredevil video game already? Um, I I I that's <laughs> how I feel about Ninja Turtles open world. Yeah. Like there needs to be a four player co-op. I pitched I pitched that one game. as well, but my pitch on that one was uh, using the IDW comics as the basis, and you get rid of the bro- the brothers because it's always this thing of like, well, you, so you're picking different turtles. They tried it with Gotham Knights, which I'm about an hour into and not enjoying. Not a great. Game. I like that game. I'm not. I, I know you did. I know you did. Um, uh, I can't. I can't get past some of the the, <laughs> the production quality issues that I'm having with it, but. Um, you get rid of that by making it a game with Jenica, the the fifth turtle from the the IDW comics, and you have that like the like something has happened to the to to the brothers, like they're they've okay. either been captured or they are off world because that happens with those guys right. sometimes. Dimension um, X, yeah, they're in Dimension X or they're fighting Triceratons somewhere or um, they're hanging out with the Ghostbusters because that is also <laughs> a thing with that IDW storyline. Um, and you, you just play as Jenica and you have to, you have to keep the city safe as just one turtle, um, mm. would be, I like, that's how I would do it. But anyways, I, yeah, I go subscribe on Patreon in order to get access to me talking about that at length. <clears throat> I am losing my voice, which I knew was going to happen. <laughs> and it's, you did, you and made it's, it though. I did hours. make it. I did you make it. it. We made it two hours. So, um, I think that's it. Is there anything else you want to say in closing? I can't wait for whatever we're getting next. DLC, yeah. minigame, Spider-Man 3. I'll, I'll, I'll wait however long it takes. I'm very excited. Yeah, I'm sure that they have something planned, and I think that uh, that is another thing that I think we'll see at, at Game Awards. Uh, Do you think we're going to see more Spider-Man stuff at Game Awards? I think so. I think so. Ooh. I think, I think of... that we'll see. I think we'll see gameplay of Wolverine, and I think we'll get a tease of dlc for i don't Spider-Man know 2. man i i think you're a little optimistic the thing is, is that right but it insomniac well but but okay but they showed us the first trailer for spider-man 2 at game awards the same year that they showed us the teaser for wolverine right was that a game Awards? yeah yeah those were by uh, sony, uh, sony state of play or whatever it no i'm pretty sure it was a game awards 
I'm almost positive okay. it was a Game Awards. Right. Yeah, because that first teaser for Wolverine was literally just like a slow pan, yeah, or so, like a slow dolly on a dude sitting at a bar, yeah, and then like claws, and then Wolverine logo. How right? long like, ago was that? What that year was, was like, that? That was like two or three years ago, dude. Oh, it was a man. while ago. Yeah, yeah. Wolverine just feels like that game <laughs> that's like so far off and. Maybe it's not. It's, it's really not because because oh, Insomniac man. has more than one studio, right? So like sure, the, yeah. the the it's not the same team working on Wolverine that worked on Spider Man, mm-hmm. but it is the same. It is the same parent studio. But the thing about Insomniac is that like like they were working on Spider Man at the same time that they were doing Rift Apart, and I think like the Spider Man team continues to work on Spider Man, but like Rift the Rift Apart team is working on Wolverine, sure. and Rift Apart is a Ratchet and Clank game for people who mm-hmm. don't know. Um, and, uh, Rift Apart was phenomenal. So like, like you're like, that was like a game of the year contender the year that it came out. Right. So like you, when we say that Insomniac has these two teams, they don't have an A team and a B team. They have two S tier teams, right? <laughs> like, and, and then they actually have a smaller team that does like, that will do like random projects. Right. So like they did that, what, was it a mobile game? They did like an indie type game. Obviously, it wasn't an indie because Insomniac is not an indie studio. Right. <laughs> um, but, but like it was just like a small team, and it was just this like little narrative, like sort of two D indie style game. Um, I can't remember what it was called, but yeah. But Insomniac, like they are, they Insomniac and Naughty Dog are kind. Of, I think like the two best studios going right now. Like they're the they're the they're the the top of 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 the game at the moment, but. I have full faith. I have full faith that when Wolverine comes out, whenever it comes out, whether it's next year or the year after, that's um that it's gonna be fantastic. But I do think it'll be next year. I think it'll be like holiday next year. I think we're like m- more like it like I guess at this point now we're in the end of November. We're about a year away from it. But mm-hmm. I think we're probably about two or three months from DLC for Spider Man. <clears throat> All right. I hope you're right. So in which case they have to tell us about it at Game Awards. <laughs> like mm. they have to let us know that it's coming. I I think it'll literally be a teaser and I think it'll literally be carnage. It'll be it'll oh, be no. like a like less than 30 seconds. Mm-hmm. Like it'll be like a 25 second teaser and it'll mostly be laughing and then lightning bolt and then and then like a, a silhouette of carnage and then a logo of like Spider-Man to maximum symbiote. carnage, <laughs> something, right? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> whatever the title is. Right. Um, it, here's listen, it'll be the Spider-Man two logo. And then it'll be like a light, like flash of lightning. And then it'll be like blood splatter, but it's not blood. It's symbiote. Right. But it like, it'll have that sort of similar effect of like, whatever the title is right sure yeah. and i wouldn't be surprised if they just call it maximum carnage just call it that that'd be awesome um, yeah. <laughs> i'd be so yeah. into that uh yeah cool okay that's it we did it another nerdy conversation in the books Thanks for listening to Thunderquack Perfect 10. If you found joy in today's discussion, be sure to subscribe on your favorite podcast service and leave a rating and review. Want to chat about today's episode? Head on over to our Discord at thunderquack.com slash Discord. Your comments might be used in a future episode. Uh, Until next time, remember, it's not about the score. It's about the love. Stay geeky, everyone. Thunderquack Perfect 10 is hosted by me, Michael Cohen. 
Follow us on Twitter at ThunderQuackPod, on Instagram at ThunderQuackPodcast, on Facebook at ThunderQuack, and join us on Discord at ThunderQuack.com Discord. Support the podcast by heading to Patreon.com ThunderQuack to get early access, bonus episodes, and the ThunderQuack Perfect 10 Pop Quiz. ThunderQuack Perfect 10 is part of the ThunderQuack Podcast Network. Thanks for listening.